Hey, welcome to the Back to Ones podcast. I'm sitting here with multi-hyphenate actor, director, producer, uh, something else. Mayumi writer? Wa- writer. <laughs> <laughs> she does too many things. Mayumi Yoshida, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, yeah, we've been sitting here just talking about your crazy, amazing projects for a while. and oh my um yeah, you you jumped into filmmaking two years ago? Yeah, uh, t- when 2016, uh, August was when Story Hive came up with that female director's edition for digital shorts. So, uh, yes, like if if yeah, I think that would that would be when I started considering myself as a filmmaker. Yeah, and since then you've just been like it feels like you've done so much. There's... Yeah, I was talking about that with Phil Planta, who's my producer from Akashi and now like a frequent collaborator. But um, we were like, how how has it only been two years? We feel like we've known each other for five years and done like dozens of projects already. But uh, it's only been two years, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's... Yeah, you've done three things now. I have... Uh, which is, if it's just my own project, yes. 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 Um, which I guess kicked off with Akashi, which was your story hive uh, female filmmakers, yes. female directors uh, submission. Mm-hmm. What made you, because you were acting before that. Yes. I was originally uh, only an actor. <laughs> <laughs> then you started adding them on, adding them on. I know. Oh my God. What made you jump on that and like you, you not you not only directed, you were like, Nah, got to do more. You acted, you wrote, you produced. Like, what made you really jump on that and take well, it as Well, I wish I did? was more, I wish, not I wish, but um, I was not, that was not the attitude I had when <laughs> I was taking on Akashi. Uh, I had originally um, written a play called Neon with my arts collective called Old Movement Society. And um, it was for a friend's show back in 2016. So I wrote a play based on my grandmother's true story between a conversation between me and my grandmother. And then, um, and then the, the story hive post popped up and people started tagging me on the post because I, I direct plays, but, and back in that time, Make it two years ago. <laughs> it, was, it seems so long ago, but it's only been two years again. I think it's going to be our theme today. Mm-hmm. But uh, people were desperately trying to find female directors. So they would tag someone like me who had only done theater directing to submit to Story Hive because they're like, oh my God, who would submit to this? How are we going to find these people to submit? And apparently... What, what we found out later was like it was the biggest submission ever, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, uh, but what, so I, I was writing that, I mean, I wrote that play and it was directing it. And then um, I was like, oh, maybe I could write a, a sequel to this, the ending that I wasn't able to put in the play. So uh, I wrote that part and then that, that, so that it would work as a short film as well. Um, but... I thought, oh, I should get a director and I want, I think I should get like an Asian director, preferably Japanese, Asian writer, preferably Japanese, uh, Asian producer. And then um, I couldn't find anyone. I couldn't <laughs> find anyone who could, 
Um, like the only Asian director writer I knew was Karen Lam, and she's like horror queen. So <laughs> it's not gonna work. And then so uh, it's like, well, I guess I guess I kind of it came from necessity that uh, I guess I have to not have to, but I should write it and direct it also because it was my personal story too. So I already had a pretty specific vision. And then um, my dear friend Lee Shorten, who was in the play Neon, introduced me to Phil Planta to uh, achieve my goal to find like an Asian producer. And then he came on and that's when the collaboration started. And that's when, uh, that's how I applied. Nice. I think it's neat that you, it wasn't what you were envisioning, but I don't think it would have been that same story had you not been filling all those roles and putting very specific. It would have been better. <laughs> oh, I think it's, I think it's amazing. Thank you. I think Thank there's you. like a lot of, I don't know, it comes from like, we were talking about before and I was saying it's, mm-hmm. it's a simple human story, but there's like a rawness to it that draws you in because it's, it's, yeah, it, it's a emotion filled story for being so simple. You, it's I easy to connect to. I didn't think about it when I was writing it, but um, as I took it to many festivals, you know, you watch because it's part of a shorts program or something and you see so many contents and it's it's so inspiring. And the more I watch these films, I realize that something similar to mine, too. And the ones that I really like are those simple stories. It's like a slice of life, but there's a universal theme to it. And oftentimes it's very personal. So, um, yeah, I didn't even know when I was writing it, but afterwards I, it kind of taught me that like, oh, that's what, uh, I should keep doing when I'm kind of lost in thought. Mm -hmm. I like it. I think, I think you definitely can like see it in the film you did after that, which was a whole nother thing of crazy (laughs) because you didn't even shoot it in Vancouver. No, we shot it in Tokyo, Kyoto and Kanagawa. Uh, in Japan. Yeah. And that was like on the fly kind of a just... It was... So me and Natch, my my partner and also filmmaking partner, uh, we were just planning to go on a long five weeks vacation to uh, Tokyo and Thailand because that's both of our homes. And then... um, and we, it was right after we came, me, Natch, and Phil, we came back from L.A. from uh, this film festival called NBC Universal Short Film Festival. And then Phil was like, so what's next? What are we doing? And I was like, well, we're going to go to vacation. We're going to go to Tokyo. <laughs> He's like, oh. And then our friend Jerome Yu, who's another actor who did Cypher with Natch, amazing short film by Lawrence Lamb. Love him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he So Jerome was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in Tokyo too. Like, let's hang out. And then we told that to Phil that like, yeah, Jerome's going to be there too. We're going to probably like, you know, find time to meet up there and hang out. And he was like, oh. And then Y, who is our DP friend, uh, Phil and Y were like, well, why don't we just like meet you guys there with a camera <laughs> and like we can make a short film. And we're like, what? <laughs> I mean, we have two actors and director and we can write it and possibly if we, and then that's how it happened. So we wrote pretty much over like a weekend or so a script that ended up becoming uh, a 19 minute short film. <laughs> it was supposed to be so simple. And then as uh, we kept writing, it was like, oh, but this and that and this. And then, um, yeah, and then we... 
we all flew and then from Christmas from December 28th to January 3rd we shot it and then we made sure like we enjoyed our vacation too we made sure that like we went to Universal Studios in Osaka <laughs> and like Disneyland and like had New Year's with my family in Tokyo and um and then one of the scenes that we for sure had to shoot in Japan was the countdown scene mm-hmm. in Shibuya, which would obviously only happen in one night of the year. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, well, let's go shoot this. It's a crazy idea. And all of us, I think, can agree that we will never go again <laughs> ever <laughs> in our lifetime. But I'm so glad we did it because... Um, it's it's beautiful and um, it was an experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Really crazy, but uh, we had a good time because we you know ate really great food too. Mm, yeah. Yes. So it was great. Yeah. No, I love <laughs> it. I mean, and again, it's like it's set in all these crazy, beautiful areas of Japan where mm-hmm. it's like you're saying it makes you want to go to Japan because uh, it's it's just the world existing around them is gorgeous and and full of. You just want to go and see it. But it's still this, at its core, this stripped down story between two human beings going through Mm -hmm. kind of a rough time in both their lives. Yeah. I I always, excuse me, I always enjoy films where like there's a stranger to stranger interactions and, and then... I find that in my in my life too, sometimes like people you don't know give you like this outside view of you that you don't even notice. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of hits you right in the core where it's like, how did that person notice that? And then you start to like rethink about yourself. And so um, I often, that's why I think I wrote the, the cab driver storyline too in Akashi. Like I like it when someone who did they don't expect give give like an advice or like have an effect on them and then it sort of steers their way and what the choices they make later later on but um but even in during we during our shoot uh many times right before we would decide a location to go shoot we would stop and then think about like okay what is this scene about because we were in a rush to write it and Mm -hmm. then just about because because it's guerrilla shoot too location would change and then as we're shooting like maybe this scene is actually like this and then we would kind of like um change it a little bit and then we would go back and like okay we did it that way so now we gotta like rethink is it really this way is it really that way and then I think in the edit room is when we realize that like oh my god I think this this short is like a love letter to all the the singles in in Christmas time in Tokyo. It's almost oh. like, hey, we get we get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's tough to not have someone to be with in a moment when everyone else is expected to be with someone. And then, you know, if you're when the when the culture and the society is almost pressuring you to be in a place where you have to be happy and you have to be in a relationship and be loved by someone. It was like, you know, you, it's, it, it was our way of saying that like, Hey, we, we get it. We accept you. And, um, it's okay to be lost sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think we're all a little lost most of the time. So yes. it's good to have art <laughs> where it's like, yeah, yeah, you don't have to have it all together. No, no. Yeah. And no. I take it that, that, you were definitely not scared off from the whole writing, directing, multi-hyphenate approach that you had to do in Akashi, but now you're getting kind of like... Yeah, I think I was a lot more used to it uh, mm-hmm. because Akashi, I think, was um, 
definitely challenging because it was my first time everything I had no idea I like I learned pretty much all the things like how to call these like what is a medium like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all these things I would look it up on YouTube <laughs> and then learn through uh like every frame of painting mm-hmm. like I would yeah just kind of try to find what the right lingo is and like the technicality and like what order do people edit and like, <laughs> just like such I was I mean I still am so green so mm-hmm. I think uh and since Tokyo Lovers I've started this collaboration with Natch which is really great because he's so much more um knowledge in the filmmaking process and the technicality and everything so um but yeah I think we have a good uh balance of me having that story sense and um, how to connect and communicate with actors. And then he has that wealth of knowledge from film school and his experience. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that acting really kind of does give you a good foundation for story, motivation, character development, um, making the jump from that point into directing, like was Mm -hmm. there, you mentioned every frame of painting, but were there any other sources of inspiration or films or things that you like delved into and like, yes, this is For directing and writing? Yeah. Um, I, I've been on this show called The Man in the High Castle since season one. And then season one, I was an actor. And then two and three, I've been, uh, dialect coaching for, uh, for a Japanese, I've been on as a Japanese dialect coach. And that has really opened my eyes to like what the crew side is like. What is it behind the monitor? What is it like behind the monitor? What do they talk about? And what's the, <laughs> um, yeah, how, how how the pace they work and, and what they're looking for and stuff. So uh, that really gave me a sense of um, the etiquette, I guess. And then um, I, I don't as, as a writer, I don't really know. Uh, I usually, whenever I write, uh, it's very character driven. So I often embody every single character and then I write through their lens. And then, um, so at the end of the day, I'm like the best cheerleader for every single character. (laughs) I'm like, I'm there for you, but I'm there for you. Like every, yeah, but it's, um, I think that's because, because I come from an acting background, it's not that it's, it's easy for me to, um, uh, yeah, have that switch that point of view every single time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know the stories that you've wanted to tell for a while, probably in in certain yeah, ways. But sometimes it surprises me that like it's kind of like improv when you're doing improv, and then you somehow like the character kind of like is now part of you that like they would start just talking in the scene, and they would start finding an ending to the scene, and I'm like, oh my god, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. But that happens in writing too, where uh, I didn't expect this if I had actually planned it ahead in my head and, you know, but Mm -hmm. if I start really imagining putting myself in the scene, then I start to sort of just like hear, hear their conversation. And now I'm just documenting it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe that comes from my acting background because of how uh, I imagine and visualize as I work as an actor. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Tarantino who like writes his first act and really at that point he says mm. at that point I'm like immersed enough where I'm like getting to my, know my characters that they're guiding the story where it's going to go. Yes. And he has like an end point in view but it's like how to get there. He's like ah they'll get there. Yeah and sometimes even the end point shifts too. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah and that happened a lot in Tokyo Lovers 
For sure. And even I'm writing the feature of Akashi right now and it's constantly shifting. So yeah, it's interesting. That's exciting. Yeah. I won't ask when we can expect it. It's like <laughs> work in progress. We'll get it when we get it. Yes. Nice. <laughs> so apart from like when you're not making films mm-hmm. and you're not dial coaching and you're not acting, uh, nowadays you're like judging a bunch of competitions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, I feel so uh, honored to be part of that because you just get to like watch and then, um, you know, just, just put your personal opinion on like, oh, this was good at this or this was, you know. Um, but I'm noticing more that uh, there's so much talent in this city. It's crazy how much, I mean, was I like blind? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, like ever since, um, yeah, I started filmmaking. Because before that, when I was just an actor, I didn't really notice that much. Like I would obviously notice you know, like things that are featured at VIF or at Crazy Eights or whatnot. And then I guess because I'm a filmmaker, I'm more uh, part of the community. And then I, I go to more festivals. But still, I feel like it's just like growing and growing and growing. And there's just so much talent. It's kind of overwhelming, but um, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's neat how it definitely feels at this point like something where someone will raise the bar and everybody goes, oh, I bet I can also like be part of that yeah. and keep pushing it. And it just keeps getting higher, which is great. You know, mm. it's it's something where if you are immersed in the filmmaking community right now, it feels like just being there, you're being driven to to be better and contribute to that mm-hmm. movement, which is nice. Yeah, it is. We're elevating each other, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're like watching films and and, you know, when you're, sitting down with like mm-hmm. a bunch of things that you have to judge. What are you, what are you looking for? What stands out to you? What things do you really, what impacts you? Um, story, like straight up. That's the, to be honest, it's the only thing I'm interested in. If anything that, um, even if it looks absolutely gorgeous and uh, have really cool special effects and neat production design and all that stuff, to me, it doesn't um, doesn't really stay in my memory if it doesn't if the story doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. I would maybe remember a picture of uh, of that film, but I won't remember what it was about because the story and the character is what I'll be invested in when I watch anything. So if that doesn't stick with me, like if I see the filmmaker and I can't say that, like, hey that character, I care about that person. And I was really invested. Well done. Like that's a really, that, that means something. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you don't really remember about that filmmaker, but you remember the character they wrote. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, thank you for creating that. Cause (laughs) I totally related and it made me cry, you know? Yeah. So, um, and a lot of people, I think not a lot of people, but sometimes you, you find, uh, films that are um and it's totally fine like that's that's its own thing it's from my preference I always always want story I always want something that matters to care about to um raise a question or uh you know something that leaves you after you watch that film there's something that leaves you um thinking Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be something like serious it could be about something hilarious who knows but 
that impact is, in my opinion, um, done most effectively through story. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 I like that perspective. I like the, I don't know, there's like an alchemy, I think, that happens between the writer and the director and the actor and what they come together to mm-hmm. like and forge the cinematographer in that. And the cinematographer and, then, and, the cinematographer yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah. else. Like, yes. Forging out from there too, but like taking it from that drop on the page and like using it as your watercolor and painting the whole picture with it, I think is, that's where a lot of magic happens for me. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really neat how you had the opportunity to, to be in all three of those roles, which is like very energy demanding too. I did it, I did it on a short, I did um, a few months ago and it was Mm -hmm. something where going in, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be hard, but you don't realize exactly how it Mm -hmm. taxes your energy until you've done it. And it's like, okay, this is what I would do the next time. This is how I did it this mm-hmm. time. How did you balance your energy when you were doing any of these projects that you have? I mean, I always feel sorry for my partner. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, professionally, I, uh, I'm, I, I hope that I'm able to maintain myself stable. But then, like, inside, at, at home or, like, when I'm, like, off... Like, you know, tears come or like, <laughs> it just like the, the psycho actor part of me, not, I shouldn't say just actor, psycho artist part of me just like goes, you know, boom, I am instable right now. I <laughs> need to vent or like, you know, those things happen. Mm-hmm. But, um, and oftentimes the closest person gets the hit. <laughs> so Aww. I feel so bad, but, um, I think, uh, I don't know, I, it, but in general, because I care most about the story, um, the people who gather that I end up gathering are the people who are invested in the story too. Mm-hmm. So they're not just there to sort of like, oh, I admire your work, or like, oh, I want to get to, you know, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, what do what does justice to the story. So mm-hmm. it ends up being a collective of people trying to find answers together to make it a better film. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the environment that I always want to create. Uh, and it often is with people who are friends because um, they we have similar interest or we... Uh, and even when I'm writing too, that's something that I'm conscious of, that like, will this relate to the people who are close to me right now or even who I don't know so that when they read it, they're invested so um, it's not just like my own passion project. It's uh, it ma- it could matter to other people too, yeah. because it's something bigger than myself. So um, when I have that in mind, then I, even as a producer, as a writer, or a director, it's all coming from the same place of like um, what's best for the film, what's best for the story, what's best for these characters. So uh, I'm able to leave. Um, a lot of the other things that might come into filmmaking. Um, sure, sometimes like ego gets in the way and I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, I feel like I acted. It's I, I often um, struggle with uh, like, is that me being a leader or is that me uh, being insecure in trying to hold my fort? You know, Mm -hmm. so that's something that I'm definitely probably going to be working on for my life for the rest of my life. Yeah. But um, 
and po- may- maybe possibly as a woman too, like because being in this role still being in a place where I'm leading the pack or like I make need to make decisions, like those things are uh, weren't often required or like weren't often often um, expected of me, especially uh, as an actor. Like you, you always have someone to ask for answers. So um, that's something that I'm still struggling with, but I'm also enjoying the uh, the creative um, uh, what's the creative control you can have to make it the thing that you want. Yeah. So I've just been blessed with the, the people who work with me who are like on the same page with me. So yeah, definitely need that when you're when you're taking on multiple roles. I'm mm-hmm. curious too, like super technically, like when you're acting and directing yourself, are you like do you take time to watch dailies? Do you feel it when it's a good take? Do you have somebody giving you feedback? How do you... I hardly ever watch my own take right after. Um, that's why I I always make sure like I hire someone who... I, the, for DP, I always make sure I hire someone I trust who can call me out and ask me if I want that other, not another take. Like um, I think uh, Akashi, because it was my first time too... You know, it was like, okay, I need to do this. I need to think about crafting all, all these things. And I wasn't really good at delegating that time. So I still am. I'm not, but um, <laughs> I was worse. <laughs> and then um, I remember a scene with uh, Hiro Kanagawa, who's an incredible actor. And he delivered this beautiful moment in the cab scene when we say goodbye. And then it was now my coverage. And then um, the DP, uh, Adam Van Steiber, he's, he um, was like, I did my my take. And then I did feel a little rushed, but we we did have to move forward. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me and said, I didn't look back at, the, at her or anything, but he looked at me and said, do you want another take? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just had like a small chat with him about like her, what kind of state she's in. In that mm-hmm. moment, and then I was able to ground myself and then remember that, like, right, right, right. I had a good reminder from the DP who's, like, you know, looking at the shot exactly in that moment. So, um, yeah, those things are definitely important for me when I work with uh, someone I'm directing and I'm acting so yeah. that the people who is very close to the camera knows exactly, like, um, when to call me out and... Um, yeah, but usually, yeah, I never because I get really self conscious watching myself. So oh, same, I can't. I yeah, can't do it. It's tough. It's really yeah. tough. But it's good. It's good. It's good that you. Yeah, because I think as actors, when we're just acting, mm-hmm. we're very insulated from what's going on. Mm-hmm. We might be vaguely aware that we're running behind, but mm-hmm. we're not the people panicking about it. Yes. When you're when you're doing more things and you're immersed in the crew side, you know exactly how far behind, and it's and you feel like it's. Oh, it's my fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's definitely finding that balance of when you actually need to take the time to be true to the art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it did teach me that, like, make sure you don't um, you don't treat your screen time or your uh, time as like a, a last minute thing. That's something that I think I was really insecure when I first made Akashi, and then in Tokyo Lovers, I realized that like, oh, like my character is a crucial part of this story. Like I shouldn't treat it as if like, oh, it's my role. So whatever, mm-hmm. you know, she needs to have her moments too. So, um, I made sure that 
from then on, like whenever I felt like it wasn't, uh, yeah, it's a hard line of like, am I being an insecure actor and like wanting another take or am I being realistic and saying like, yeah, I think that needs another take, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's amazing. I think that solid, solid advice for like any actors or, or just people in general who are looking on taking on more than one role on a film, which is just a whole nother challenge in itself. Um, (laughs) I think you're doing an incredible job. Thank you. And I'm so happy that you came by to like chat about it because that was fun. Cool. (laughs) Anytime. Definitely. Maybe have you back again after your next (laughs) big film. Akashi the feature. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Miami. And where can uh, your latest film be seen? Yes. uh, Tokyo Lovers is screening November 4th at um it's part of vancouver asian film festival and it will be at international village tickets are on sale at vaf.org and i'm also part of this program called we heart uh japan 90 which is um another like short film section uh segment that vaf is hosting and um i made a five minute four four minute short documentary it's my first documentary uh (laughs) Thanks. That I uh, got paired up to make with Kudo Association of Canada. So Kudo is a the is it's Japanese archery. So um, it's a documentary about them and uh, celebrating friendship between Japan and Canada. And that's happening on the same day uh, at two p.m. So November fourth, baf.org, We Heart Canada, and also also We Heart Japan, and also the shorts. Uh, segment Canadian shorts after that and not at the in the Canadian shorts oh my god the lineup is <laughs> so good I can't yeah there's there's a lot of shorts that I'm excited to watch again and also for the first time awesome yeah well make sure you get your tickets and don't miss it yes all right thanks so much for coming by to chat yes thank you so much bye bye <laughs>